seed. And even um, Eve, I think, when she had her first son, she says something like, I've begotten a son by the Lord. Or, and, and some, I'm not, I'm not certain about it, but some people would even think that she was possibly thinking that her immediate child was, was this promised seed. But obviously through the whole history throughout the Old Testament, that, that theme of the seed, this child that would be born, um, worked its way right the way through and with great anticipation up until the very time that, that Christ was born. But if you can turn to Matthew chapter 1 as well, which is the, um, really the first chapter in the New Testament. So that was the first or third chapter in the Old Testament, but to the start of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 21. Oh, sorry, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And this is a simple little verse to remember. It says, For he will save his people from their sins. And so if you want to know in a single verse what Jesus came to do, he came to save his people from their sins. And his name in particular, so there's a couple of names we'll look at quickly. His name is Jesus, which means Savior, is what, what that means, for he will save his people from their sins. And then in verse 22 it says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, which is I think Isaiah chapter 7. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And so you see another name for Jesus there, which is Emmanuel, and it, it gives the meaning, it says, which translated means God with us. And, and in a single name, you have the most profound truth, which is in a, in a human child, we have God with us. And that's exactly who Jesus Christ is. And so on, um, on Sunday morning just past, I, I taught on a passage here on Philippians chapter 2, which was, about the incarnation, about God, um, God coming into our world and adding to himself a human nature, uh, which is talking about this amazing event that happened. How could a man, how could a human being be, be God in the flesh? And so that's what we remember at Christ, the coming of God and, um, and in, in a way that's tangible, that we can see him and touch him. And I heard from someone in our church recently, they said to me that, you know, an atheist, they'd had a discussion with an atheist, someone who doesn't believe in God, and they said, you know, I wish, you know, if, if God were true, why, did, why didn't he just come into our world and make himself known? And it's like, isn't that the best lead into a conversation to tell someone about Jesus Christ? That's exactly who Jesus is, and that's exactly what Jesus has done. He's come into our world, and he's made himself known. So the Bible you know, it talks about the world being in darkness, that we don't know God, we can't get to God. And so Jesus Christ comes to be, uh, we say he's a mediator, because there's that heavenly world that we just can't reach, we can't know it, we can't, we can't talk to God face to face like I'm talking with you now. But Jesus Christ, being truly God, who existed with the glory that he had with God, came into our world as a man, and now he bridges that divine gap. And so that's why we can say um, he's a mediator. So not, not, I mean, he's a mediator in more than one way. Sometimes we need a mediator when we're, when we're fighting with somebody else. And we do have that sense of mediation between God and men as well as we're sinful beings and he's a pure and holy God. But there's, a, there's an ontological reality where he is a mediator. He stands, as it were, with one hand in heaven and one hand on earth and he came into our world and made himself known. And so um, it's just an incredible truth. But, you know, I was just sharing with a couple of people this morning, on Sunday morning, I skipped over one of my pages of notes. So I was preaching along. You wouldn't have known. It, it worked out uh, fortunately for me, I think. But 
I, <laughs> I left out a page of notes and then I, I went home and I thought, well, this is a kind providence because we've got to do a little service on uh, Wednesday on Christmas morning, so I'm going to read you some notes that I missed off. But we <laughs> which is, um, but we were, we were talking about there's this one person, so it's, the, it's not God the Father, it's not God the Holy Spirit, but the person God the Son. So the person God the Son can act in and through both a divine nature and through a human nature. And so he can live a, a completely divine life. He can live as God and he can live completely a human life. And so if you think about it, this is, this is how it plays out as you read your Bible. So, so we can think of God the Son can become tired. And so you think of Jesus Christ when he was tired, needed sleep, with, but he's tired with respect to his human nature. And at the same time, in respect to his divine nature, it can be said that he never sleeps or slumbers. And so I think it says that in uh, Psalm 121 of God, that God never sleeps or slumbers. And so you've got two completely opposite realities that you can look at this man, God the Son, in the face and say he never sleeps or slumbers. He is God and the man got tired. And so God the Son can, imagine this, he can die on the cross in his human nature and yet remain completely unchanged and sustain even the life of those that were killing him in his divine nature. And so if you, if you think about that as well, he... he um, you know, what did he say? He said, they don't take my life from me. I lay it down. And he gave them authority for his, his human body to be killed. But at the same time that they were taking his life from him, as God, he was sustaining the life and giving life to those people that were killing him. And so you can have two completely contradictory things are true of this, this person, God the Son. God the Son can be a, a temporally bound, finite human being, so made of flesh and blood, and when we think in respect to his human nature, so that person acting in and through the human nature, um, yet he can still be an invisible eternal spirit that dwells outside of time in his divine nature. So that one person is acting in and through a human nature and still acting in and through his divine nature. He can be a dependent, which is opposite of the term we say God is AC, or you might have heard the word aseity, which means God is completely independent. Like So you and me... Uh, I'm dependent on air. If I don't have air, my day doesn't go very well. Or if I, if I don't have food, I'm dependent on food to give me energy. But God is independent. He doesn't depend on anything to be what he is, but everything else that exists is dependent on him. So, um, so what I'm saying is that, that this, this person, God the Son, he can be, or Jesus Christ can be, de- he can be dependent which is the opposite of that divine quality. He can be a weak man that becomes hungry, tired, and is limited in power and energy while still upholding the entire universe by the word of his power. And that's what it says in Colossians, that, that this man, Jesus Christ, and it says it of the man, Jesus Christ, that he upholds all things by the word of his power. And so he can continue to, we say we can, he can continue to exercise his cosmic functions, this baby in a manger, is sustaining the universe at, at the same time. So he can be limited in knowledge, not even knowing the time of the second coming. Do you remember that verse? That not even, I, I don't even know the time of the second coming, but only God the Father. So this man, Jesus Christ, can be limited in knowledge, uh, but that's according to his human nature. Um, but he's also omniscient in knowing all things 
when you think and respect to him acting in and through his divine nature. So when, when we say Jesus is God, um, we're saying that Jesus took on a human nature, so he never changed, and he never ceased to be God. He still remained completely God. And so I think it's just a neat thing to think that this baby, this weak baby in a manger that was born into our world, continued to live um, and be be truly God at the same time. So it, I think it just helps us have a high view of the person of Jesus Christ that we often, we've even got a conference coming up later this year in June and it's, I think it's going to be called, uh, it's to do with a high view of God, it's going to be called Big God. And we like to think of that. We like to, uh, to, to have great doctrines of God, wonderful high thoughts about who God is, how powerful he is, uh, how sovereign he is. And, and the thing is when we think of this, this little weak human being, Jesus Christ, that we remember at Christmas, he, is, he, he possesses all those same divine attributes. He is worthy of the same honor that we ascribe to God because he is the radiance of his glory. So God has made his glory known to us in the man Christ Jesus. So that, that's how God has, he has to condescend down to our level to be able to make his glory known, and he's done it through a human being who is truly God. So Jesus Christ truly is the radiance of the glory of God, and that's what we were remember at Christmas. But I will. I'll just pray, and 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 um, and that's us for the day. So it's been really neat to to see you all this morning on Christmas, and remember remember these great truths about Christ. So I'll just pray, Heavenly Father, we do we thank you uh, for this morning, and we we just thank you for the. For the man Christ Jesus, we would have nothing. We would have no hope, uh, no way to know you, no way to get to know you. Uh, Lord, we even know that Jesus says this is your word and he points us to, to where we can find truth. Lord, he is truth. We just thank you for him in so many ways. We thank you for his death. Uh, we thank you for his perfect life that he lived for us so that we can stand before you and treat it as if we lived his perfect life. Uh, Lord, we just would have nothing without him, and we thank you for him and remember him today. Amen.